Hey there, it's Kate. Like it or not, summer is winding down and life is about to get back to full swing again, which means it's the perfect time to do a little planning, even if you're allergic to planning, as I have been for much of my adult life. I hope this week's replays will help you feel prepared for the busyness that's to come and confident that you've also got space for things that matter to you. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you wanna be. My mission, to help you keep growing. Hey there, welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host. I'm so happy to have you here. In addition to hosting this podcast, I also wrote the book, How to Be a Better Person, which makes a great companion to the podcast and has 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and the world. This week, I'm sharing ways to make planning less stressful and more happy-making. Why focus on planning? Well, ultimately, planning is about deciding how you want to spend your time. Plans help ensure that you can do those things that you want to do with the people you want to do them with. And they remind us that there's more than just today to do things, that you can make a plan to do the things you want to do on another day in the future, and it will reduce the possibility that you'll forget or other things will encroach on the time you need to do those things. Planning puts a little bubble around your intentions. In other words, plans are our friends. They do have some downsides though. First of all, plans change. I'm planning an episode on that for later in the week. So come back if that's something that you have been facing, thinking about, struggling with. I think we all have in the wake of COVID. Also, you can live for the planning to the point that you aren't present for or don't enjoy the things that you've planned once they arrive. You know, it can make you a little future oriented and that's something that you want to keep your eye on. And for some people, and I include myself in this group, plans can make you feel hemmed in. Like, what if I won't feel like doing the things I've planned once the time rolls around? What if I'd like to be moved by inspiration and to just go with the flow? So there's ways to work with all of these downsides of planning, and we're going to talk about them throughout the week. Today's tip is to plan for something that's super important, but that most of us don't make space for on our calendars because it's speculative and amorphous and it doesn't check any boxes on a to-do list. And that is to think about things objectively, deeply, and creatively. I admit that I have not been saving space on my calendar to do this type of thinking And it really backed up on me earlier this summer when we took a two-week vacation, which was lovely, except all those big thoughts that I wasn't paying attention to or questions that I was wrestling with that I kind of pushed off in the name of getting things done caught up to me when I was on vacation, which wasn't when I expected them to come. Had I known to make a little space for them in my calendar or been inspired to do that, perhaps that wouldn't have happened. Anyway, it's not that it was bad to be having those big thoughts on vacation. Thinking big is is good. It's important. I'm glad that I did find the time to do it. But this week's tip, which came to me from Dr. Cassie Holmes' new book, The Happier Hour, and I am interviewing her next week. It's such a great interview. I can't wait for you to hear it. And the idea is this. 
In her book, Happier Hour, Dr. Cassie Holmes shares something called the Schultz Hour. It's named after the former Secretary of State, George Schultz. And I'm going to share with you exactly what it is and how to make the most of it right after this break. Have you been sneezing your way through spring? As great as it is to open the door and windows, finally, it means allergens can get inside so you can't catch a break. In addition, the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some cases, up to 100 times more polluted, according to the EPA. So what's the solution? The air purifier that has captured the attention of CNN, Money, ABC, and more, Air Doctor. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants, including pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. My husband took a peek inside ours the other day. We keep ours in the bedroom, and he was shocked at how much stuff it had collected in its filter. It's a really great peace of mind to know that our lungs don't have to filter that stuff while we sleep. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day, breathe-easy, money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund, minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KATE and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code KATE. That's K-A-T-E. Welcome back. So George Shultz is best known for serving as Secretary of State under Ronald Reagan and helping to bring the Cold War to a close and negotiating treaties to limit the proliferation of nuclear weapons. He was also an economist and served as the head of three cabinet departments under Richard Nixon. Whether you agree with George Shultz's politics or not, and surely there are things you could find in a career that spans several decades that you could both applaud and condemn, George Shultz held fast to a practice that I think is just brilliant. And that idea is blocking off an hour of time where you shut the door to your office, metaphorically or literally. Maybe you step outside. We'll talk about the specifics more in just a minute. And you don't think about anything that is pressing. You just think about those bigger ideas and questions and situations and challenges that you're wrestling with. Reserving this time, deciding when you're going to have your Schultz hour and then putting it on your calendar is an antidote to that whole thought process of, oh, I should really figure this thing out, but I can't think about it now, maybe later. And then you never do. So it's one thing to just put the hour of time on your calendar and reserve it for big thinking. But it's another thing to know what to think about or what to focus on when you have that hour. So I suggest keeping a list of things that you want to think about so that when your Schultz hour rolls around, you know where to start. And here's a really cool thing about keeping something like a Schultz hour. Although I haven't done it for big picture thinking, I have done something similar for just sitting down and writing. And that is when you make a regular appointment with yourself, your inspiration, your intuition will start showing up because it knows that it can rely on you to create space for it. And while you can't plan intuition or inspiration, you can court it. And you can dang sure honor it when it does come. 
And creating that space again in your calendar is basically saying like, hey, inspiration, here's your spot. I saved you a seat. Maybe your Schultz hour isn't a full hour. Maybe it's only a half hour or maybe it's only 20 minutes. It really doesn't matter how long it is. It's only that it's something that you carve out time for and commit to. As far as where you spend this hour, maybe you're in a quiet room with a closed door and a desk that's been cleared off of its piles. Even if they're just stacked under your desk, it's not about having a picture-perfect environment. It's just literally clearing the decks so that you can focus on what you want to focus on and not something that's like staring at you saying, hey, don't you want to be thinking about me? But maybe you don't have a quiet room with a closed door. Maybe you have a train ride home on Friday afternoons. Or maybe you have a cup of coffee that you drink at your kitchen table before the rest of your family or housemates wake up on a Saturday morning. Maybe you're not even sitting down at all. Maybe it's the midday walk that you take with the dog on Wednesdays and you just devote yourself to thinking through something that's kind of on your mind. It should be a specific time though, ideally one that's already got some routine to it so that you can just marry this idea of doing your big thinking to the spot that's already created in your week. Some things on my list, which I keep in a note on my phone and on my computer so I can always add to it when something else to ponder pops up are, should I stick to the five episodes a week format for this podcast? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. If you have any that you'd like to share, email me at kate at katehanley.com. I value your insights. Other things on my list include what projects do I want to focus on for the next year or so to meet my goals? And really, what are my goals? (laughs) Since I didn't set goals this year for the first time in a while because I had extreme pandemic fatigue. My goal was just to recharge my batteries for this year. And now that we're coming up, on the final quarter of the year, I'm feeling like I have some more bandwidth to think about what I want from the future. Hence this series of episodes I'm planning. And the other thing that I want to spend some time thinking about is, are there ways we need to update our thinking or our family practices now that our kids are older and more independent? A good time for me for my Schultz hour is Monday mornings at 9 a.m. I already know I'm not ready to dive into productive work after a busy weekend of chores, family time, and fun time. I need quiet. And this seems like a good way to marry that desire for quiet with some thinking that's actually going to help quiet those questions that would otherwise seek out my attention in the middle of the night or the next time my family and I get away from more than a couple of days. Your tiny assignment is to find a spot for your Schultz hour and to start a list of things to ponder during that time. Again, I like the notes function on my phone, but you might keep it in your journal or your planner. You might want to make your Schultz hour collaborative. There is something really beautiful about masterminding with a friend or a colleague or a coach, but it doesn't really matter the specifics of what you do during that hour. Right now, you just want to start carving out that time and thinking of it as your space to do some big picture thinking. I hope you'll come back tomorrow when I am sharing why you should also plan for having no plans. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. 
Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 